0: Hi, everyone, welcome to the play. (laughs) Christ. Okay, I'm gonna wipe my tears and I'm gonna do this intro. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Play Choices Podcast, a podcast you hear. I'm your host, B. Hi,
1: I'm the co host, Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I like this? I heard you trying not to laugh, and I was like, just get it together.
0: I did I tried to speak without laughing and I could just hear the laugh in my voice and I'm like, why? Why?" I can't hear myself laughing at the end of my sentence. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Oh my fucking god. (sighs) Will we ever make it past this moment in history? I do not know. Oh. Hi everyone! Welcome to the Play Choices podcast, the podcast you hear. I'm your host V. Hi,
1: I'm the co-host Lucas.
0: <laughs> I want to know. No, we're... that was fine. That was fine. That was good.
1: That was good. That was that was better.
0: are not going to it. We're not going to repeat it. Let me just take a moment. <laughs> I have actual fucking tears coming out of my eyes right now. I don't even know what I'm laughing at. That's the most confusing part oh my god we'll spend this episode discussing chapters five through seven of queen bee book one this episode is not spoiler safe so if you want to avoid spoilers for queen bee book one chapters one through seven please go read those chapters first and we'll be here for you to come back and listen The only other warning I'll give, content warning I'll give, is that the book is rated 17 plus because of adult themes and because there is an option to romance a professor. So if that does make you uncomfortable, please feel free to join us on a different episode where we're not discussing such sensitive subject matter. I'm going to be real with y'all. I think we've just been laughing for the past five minutes. I'm dabbing tears from my eyes because I have not been able to get it together today. I'm feeling very unprofessional but anyways how are you
1: i'm great i'm great we're
0: good we're thriving
1: oh that's that's a hard that's a tough word
0: oh it's too strong of a word you doing good
1: (laughs) it's, it's, it's too strong my funny meter is thriving like it's maxed
0: out okay Yeah, I feel like we, even before we started recording, like, we already got, we already got into the shits. Yeah,
1: we did. We did. Yeah. For
0: context, we were supposed to start recording two hours ago, but we just want to catch up on each other's lives. We were cracking jokes. We are saying inappropriate things. So we're already (laughs) here. We're already here. We're already already at this level at the start of the episode. So this is going to be interesting. (laughs) No,
1: it is. I I have a feeling this is going to be one of my favorite episodes. (laughs)
0: I mean, it's Queen, it's Queen B. We love it. It's us. It's Queen B. It's the book that we love. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. feel like these next couple of um, chapters we're going to discuss are quite, quite plot heavy. Oh yeah, they are. So it's. I think it's going to be a lot of really good discussion. Sam, so, yeah, do you want to just jump into it? Let's do it. Okay. So we're going to start with Chapter Five called "Takers Keepers." Now, as a reminder, the default MC name for this book is B Hughes, so that's how we're going to be referring to the character for the rest of the episode. The chapter summary says everyone knows that espionage must be done in fur coats. So the chapter opens up with Zoe and B celebrating B getting more popularity after the dance competition the day before. Zoe will comment that since B is gaining popularity so quickly, she could be up to win the Person to Watch Award, which is an award um, that the first-place winner earns at the gala at the end of the year. So, like, there's... It's very weird, I will say. This is a part of, like, again, you and I in the very first chapter, the very the very first discussion we had about chapter one, we were like, is this a realistic thing? This is one of those things where I'm like, this this where did you get this idea from? Because there's an official gala that's thrown at the university that people go to where whoever is the top of the popularity list on the T, they win a person-to-watch award. And to me, it's just very strange.
1: And also the fact that the professors have such a, like, heavy hand in, like, who gets nominated as well. Like, because I feel like B like, goes out of her way. There's a lot of times they're like, oh, if you help this professor, you get reputation points. Why? How? Yeah. Like, why does the, you know?
0: When you think of, like, every, because there, I mean, I think we've mentioned this before that, like, at the schools that we've been at, like, there have been pages that are kind of like gossip pages i guess but the fact that like these pages are almost it almost feels like they're endorsed by the university like staff
1: yes that is a good way to put it yes yes
0: it's very strange to me and like I get it. Queen Queen B is kind of one of those books that's like a comedy, it's a little bit over the top kind of thing. So I understand it's not meant to be quote unquote realistic, but it is something where I was just like, I don't know where you pulled this out of your ass mm-hmm. that like we have to go to a gala to celebrate who wins the fucking popularity contest. Right. And again, it gets on my nerves because like to me the T is like a very toxic entity that exists within the school. So the fact that there's an entire gala surrounding it pisses me off because i'm like who's allowing this who gave y'all permission to throw an entire fucking gala over the t which is essentially a platform that bullies people essentially
1: right the t is such a biased like source because i feel like whether like something that you do could be good in your eyes but just a couple words can make the t like you know almost deprecate it and just make it in like a negative connotation so I'm like, we don't even know who the T is, who yep. the minions are that get this information, but yet it's, like, their sole opinion on you that causes your rank to rise and fall. Yep. And then that is still endorsed by the university. It's a lot. It's a whole lot going on.
0: Yeah. And especially with the content of stuff, like, how they posted – this was even in the last um, – episode we recorded on Queen B, but when they, when, who the fuck was her name? Chloe Lassie. When she put out this rumor that B got into Bel- Belvoir via mm-hmm. cheating, and then the dean was like, oh, we heard a rumor that you, I'm like, these two things should not be so interconnected.
1: Yes, yes. It's
0: very unprofessional. This whole university is messy. It's it real is. fucking messy. The fact that it's so procedure seems a little bit wild to me, but whatever. Just know that the tea is very intricately ro- woven into the social fabric of Belvoir, and it's very strange to me. Also, this is the first time we've heard of this fucking gala, and how long we've been at the school?
1: No, Zoe was like, oh, I didn't tell you, and I'm like, no, baby, you didn't, and I'm really no, mad at you You know, you slack in a little bit as a best friend, as my lover, you slacking a little bit.
0: You said as a best friend and a lover. (laughs) I'm disappointed on both fronts. (laughs) On both. On both. (laughs) So Zoe will hatch a plan to poach supporters from Poppy's side. And they call the plan Operation Zeta Infiltration because they want to get Poppy's assistant, whose name is Taylor, on their side. B is able to break into the house, but is caught by Poppy, who chases her out. So then, B will head into the city to try to find Taylor because she knows that Taylor has like a couple of errands to run for Poppy. But then she catches sight of the professor heading into the bookstore. So, B will catch up to them and mention that they don't enjoy it when the professor puts up a wall between them. B will express the desire to get to know the version of the professor that they met at the bar because, you know, there's. It's hard because I feel like I, I use the name professor to stay gender neutral, but there is the professor side of the professor, <laughs> but then there is who they are when they're not at school and when they're not within the realm of their career or their job. Right. And we've been able to see both of them. Um, and so B is trying to figure out, she's like, how big of a hammer and chisel do I need in order to break that wall around you? What's going on here? I what know. do I need to break it?
1: And I hate, I understand, I just hate how this is written in the script because the professor, I can understand the hype about them, but I just do not care. Ooh. Y'all Ooh. heard it here for I am the T, and that was the T. I just wow. don't. It's just so. Even like. And I understand, but it's just like the way, I just really wish that the Choices writers wrote from like a neutral standpoint for all allies. Because there's Mm -hmm. just so many dialogues where they're like, Zoe, my best friend. And I'm like, no, that's my lover. Let's get that straight. That's not my best Mm -hmm. friend. And they stayed Mm -hmm. calling her BFF. Mm
0: -hmm. And then even
1: the non-flirty options for the professor still are flirty. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. I'm just annoyed a little bit by like the style of writing when it comes to like the allies especially in this book
0: welcome to the world of when you don't play a forced ally because i do feel like the allies that you and i have chosen for a few of the books Mm -hmm. are typically the ones that are forced so because we're enjoying the content you know like we don't complain about it right but for people who don't pick the forced ally it's super fucking frustrating because it always directly heavily implies that there's something going on between the two people. Me personally, I ate the professor up like he was my last meal. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I, like I said in the last episode, in the episode before that, that I am trying to give Zoe a chance as an ally. Mm-hmm. She's a beautiful woman. She's very supportive. You know, there's an intimacy and a closeness there that I very much appreciate. But that dick though. Whoo.
1: And it's because Zoe does not get scenes like the professor.
0: Absolutely. Oh, you're a hundred percent correct. They do not give her an ounce. An right. ounce
1: at all like it. you only zoe is only involved in the diamond scene if it helps your character gain reputation
0: points a hundred percent
1: and if there was like more fun moments with them because like the in-person dialogue during the chapter they be on point they'd be so cute mm-hmm. zoe the other day the other day as like i know never- <laughs>
0: I'm getting the most <laughs> cool, I am IMB, Hey, Yesterday she said this cute ass thing to Yeah, <laughs> she did. Zoe did, she
1: said something that was completely left field, completely flirty. And I was like, Zoe, like t- took my breath away type mess. And mm-hmm. then we just don't get any scenes. And it's just like- mm-hmm. She got a whole mission. She she see the professor on the street and she like, "Oh, let me go." No. No.
0: No. 100%. 100%. 100%. The way that B is written is so motivated to And that's the thing is like to a certain degree, it doesn't even feel like romantic at this point. It feels just like I saw your genitals one time and I like need to see them again. And then it's always like, "Yeah, best friend, go get that dick." Go. Yes.
1: Get it. Yes.
0: And so, like, when that happens, like, that's the whole thing. The first time that I played the game, I was like, I see that Zoe is, an, like, an option I can vote with her. But because she pushes me so heavily into the professor, I'm like, it's hard for me to believe that you genuinely want me. But that's a, that's just an overall criticism I'll have of choices in general is, like, of course, there's always a force LI. We've talked about that before. Right. But also, too, like, there's no jealousy ever in allies. And I'm like, can y'all just write the jealousy aspect a little bit Better because that would know. make me feel way more guilty for pursuing the professor. But yeah, like I said, um, the professor, <sighs> buddy, don't even get me started. <laughs> do not, do not, do do not, uh-uh. do not, do not.
1: Especially this do. scene that we about to tell you about.
0: Oh, buddy!
1: you remember when I was messaging you? Like I was literally just looking up. Like this is one of the scenes that I looked yes. up. I was like, yeah. Mm. curiosity did peep it peeped me so well Uh i had to go look at it i was like Mm." Uh
0: uh-huh uh-huh because remember what i told you last episode where i was like these sex scenes they good they good Mm, they are the sex scenes in queen bee are so good yeah i cannot overstate how much let me just let me Let me just let me just yeah, yeah, just prep them,
1: prep them. You got to prep them first. You can't get right like that.
0: (laughs) Right. (laughs) Okay, before we get on with the rest of the chapter, let me interrupt with some plugs. So you can leave us a voice message at anchor.fm slash play dash choices Dash podcast slash message. It could show up in a future episode. You can also directly support this podcast at anchor.fm slash play dash choices dash podcast slash support. If we haven't convinced you yet, listen to this amazing, amazing commercial that Lucas and I put together for you. It takes me hours. (laughs) It takes me, no, keep singing. It takes me hours. (laughs) to record no keep doing it it takes v hours to record and edit this podcast and with your donation of one dollar a month could save v from smashing her fucking head into a wall thank you so much and back to our episode so during this whole conversation B uh, inserts herself into the professor's, you know, goal at the bookstore, which the professor is looking at anthropology books, I believe. And Professor um, B's like, no, we gonf- we going to find you a different book. So she grabs the professor, starts taking them through aisle by aisle, and then they, um, I forget exactly how, but somehow they knock a book off a- of a shelf, and it turns out to be an erotica book. So there is a diamond scene to roleplay using the lines from the erotica novel. Now, I'm going to assume you didn't take it. since you Yeah, said I didn't, but sure I sure as hell looked it up. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I think that Queen Bee does such a good job at making these scenes, like, both very funny and, like, sexual. Like, they're hot, but there's also a decent amount of banter that happens between B and the professor. Yes. Um, for me, the most interesting part about it is that I think we figure out that the professor has, like, a punishment kink.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was so... And that just really, sh- like... And it's just so funny, because I feel like that really adds to the professor's character. hmm Because they're so guarded when they're, like, you know, in the open at the university they are very guarded and they're Mm -hmm. guarded towards you because they know that if there is anyone who could break down their walls it is b
0: right
1: so for like little snippets of information to come out like that it's just it is hot like I gotta be completely honest it is hot like I'm like Mm -hmm. okay professor
0: okay now remind me in the scene because I think the scene was written to where the professor could either spank B with a book or B could spank, spank the professor. Yes, yes. You could do either way. So the the professor, he's, what do, what do you call those, averse? averse? <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. He's, you know, you know.
0: I mean, it's not, probably not using, like, the exactly correct context, but that's the word that I'll use because the professor is down for punishing. Mm-hmm. They're down for being punished. Ooh, it's hot. Oh, it's so good. Of course, though, all good things come to an end with this relationship because eventually the professor will push B away. B is obviously upset. The professor says that they are concerned that the fallout of their relationship would have consequences for everyone involved and suggests that B find, you know, someone else to go focus her energy on. So, it's ice cold as soon as it gets a little bit warm in that scene. But am I deterred? No. Much like B, I'm going to continue pushing this line and pushing it and pushing it and pushing it until I can get the professor's pants off. Because, because the I'm professor,
1: he's he just a Sour Patch Kid. He'd be, he be oh. sour and then he'd be sweet and then he'd be gone. Right. So then, like, what do you do? <laughs> he's
0: sour, he's <laughs> sweet, and he's gone.
1: What do you do when you finish a Sour Patch Kid? You grab another one. You try again. Right?
0: Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> you keep going until you finish the bag. And my bag is not finished. Okay. Mm-hmm. So afterwards, B will catch up with Taylor in the city um, because, again, she's running an errand for Poppy. Taylor, as it turns out, is basically having a mental breakdown because she's trying to juggle all of, like, Poppy's requests and demands of her. So she's pretty unsurprisingly miserable. There are There is an option for 15 diamonds to save her. Did you do this?
1: Yeah, girl. I said, let me help you, you know? hmm I'm the generous queen. Let me go ahead and help you. Oh, (laughs) You know, let me just, you know, help because she was was struggling. First thing first, when she walked in and asked the, the barista for like the almond milk and he was like, sorry, we don't have it. I said, you already can't do your research on which shop you need to go to. So already you messing up. I was like, let me help you. Well,
0: it was so funny because whenever you do, I can't remember, there's like a dialogue choice and I can't remember what you have to pick to get it. But it was so funny because he was like, yeah, we don't have that. And B was like, well, you better fucking figure out how to make it, okay? Because she's having a fucking mental breakdown.
1: Yes, like, B is literally like, you can see her hyperventilating. You got to figure right. something out. Like, now." Yeah.
0: Lie to her if you have to. But just, just tell me it's going to be almond milk. <laughs> um, So if you do take the diamond scene, not only do you gain an ally, which is, of course, great because we need them to kind of, you know, take Poppy down. But we also learn Poppy... <laughs>
1: This is like the cherry on top.
0: Right. (laughs) I actually messed up when I called her Poppy. Her real name's (laughs) Poopy. She takes diarrhea meds. (laughs) That way she doesn't shit herself (laughs) after all of her detox teas. (laughs) So, did you um, decide to give Poopy her meds? I
1: did not. I threw them away. I'm not even going to (laughs) lie.
0: Yeah, no, I threw them away. I absolutely did. First of all, what are you doing taking detox teas? But that, that, that defeats the whole point of a detox tea. The detox tea is supposed to make you shit.
1: Right, right.
0: So what are you doing taking meds that keep you from shitting? I know she's back the fuck up. <laughs> I just know she's hurting. Maybe that's why she's so mean to everybody.
1: But the thought of me arguing with Poppy, and she got to run away because she got to go shit, I was like, please let it happen. I'm, it is so fucking funny. Please let it happen.
0: She gets so angry. Like, you know when, like, you're angry, you tense up and stuff? She tenses her ass muscles, like, and it just comes out. Just shits on herself in the middle of an argument.
1: Oh my god, I would love I would be... that. I would Hilarious. love that. I'm, I would be like, who smells like a farm now, bitch?
0: <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh! I just love the fact that we get to call her poopy for the rest of the book now.
1: No, Literally.
0: The fact that we know this is so fucking funny. Oh my
1: god. The fact that Poopy dropped to number two.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) We'll get there. We'll we'll get there. 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 there. The chapter ends with Poopy sending B a warning saying that she's gotten rid of a student at Belvoir before. And Zoe actually looks nervous when B shows her this text and tells B to be careful. We're left off on that threat. I'll just leave it at that for the end of chapter five. So picking up at chapter six called Keep Your Enemies Close, the chapter summary says the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yeah, sounds like bull to me. So the chapter begins with B sitting in her mass comms class, fretting over Poppy's last text again, the threatening text that Poppy sent. B is continuously not paying attention in class and ends up getting paired with uh Poopy on a community service project as a result. And uh, Poopy will determine how much how much longer? How much longer should I keep going with this? Should I just stop? Should I just say no, 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 it <laughs> be
1: this whole episode?
0: Okay. <laughs> so uh, Poopy determines that the project is going to be doing a commercial for a local animal shelter afterwards zoe will show up after class to take b to lunch which is so fucking cute actually so fucking adorable can we talk about that for a little bit
1: i'm trying to tell you in dialogue in chapters li is zoe but for these diamond scenes and these like Um, adventures it's not
0: it's so sweet that is so fucking cute like i'm just getting such throwback to like my university my like my time in college like the idea of your your friends coming and being like oh because you know normally normally i don't know about you but normally when i met my friends for lunch we would just be at the cafeteria yeah exactly yeah yeah. at the food hall but it's always like no bitch i'm going to walk you Mm -hmm. i Mm -hmm. need to see you the moment you get out of class i'm like that is the most precious thing i've ever heard in my fucking life So Zoe will show up after class to take B to lunch, but their professor for the mass comms class, whose name is Professor Roberta, um, stops her and asks Zoe to get her mother, who turns out to be a celebrity, to sign a magazine for her. And the professor is clearly interested by Zoe and therefore is also impressed that, you know, B is Zoe's friend. And there was a 15 diamond scene to ask Roberta to join you for lunch. Did you take it?
1: I did because the whole, like, intro to the chapter was be soaking like how am i gonna get this professor to like me and i was like oh mm-hmm. here we go and of course who's the band-aid who's the fix that doesn't get enough credit zoe uh-huh
0: again my girl getting slept on yet again i just love that zoe like zoe truly was like let me throw you a little bit of bait to help you out here because he was fucking up B was, like, not paying attention in class. She was, like, on her phone. She was, like, too busy zoning out thinking about the threat that Poppy sent her. And Professor Roberta was like, girl, if you don't pay attention to this class.
1: Yeah. Called her out. Yeah. Called
0: her completely out. So it's a very fun conversation where Zoe and B bond some more. And Roberta is quite impressed by their friendship. Or let me just say bond. Let me just say bond. Because it's not quite a friendship for you. It's something Right, right. 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 I wanna put some respect on your on your relationship.
1: (laughs) That's my the number one, y'all. That's why she my number one.
0: So so the professor will compliment the two on actually having personalities and being refreshing compared to the rest of the students at Belvoir. And Zoe comments that it's because they're new money and they didn't come to Belvoir because their parents forced them to. They actually came here to learn, so they're actually quite interested in class and getting to know everybody. So Roberta will promise to tell her colleagues about the conversation. So again, we're getting back to the whole thing where' like these professors, have some social sway in terms of our ranking which is very i felt maybe we maybe we beat the dead horse on this but i it's still strange to me it is it
1: is definitely because like the professor roberta you know very closed off but like towards the end of the diamond scene she leaned in and she like bitch let me tell you oh, i'm yeah. like okay oh
0: yeah she was gossiping just like the rest of them and that's the professors are no better
1: at all whatsoever
0: because Ian can sit here and be like, "I don't want you to bring any drama next to me," but aren't you the one doing research on the social rankings at school? Mm-hmm. So I don't want to hear it. I don't want to mm-hmm. hear no back talk. And let me tell you, the one thing I appreciate about Roberta is that she is unabashedly into the drama.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. She does not pretend.
0: There are no games being played. She knows. She knows what she wants. She knows the information she wants. She asks them, "Hey, can you tell me this?" gives us her opinion on all of the yep. you know goings on at, at the school and it's truly fascinating to like watch because honestly i know some people are gonna some people i feel like probably if i had to guess playing the scene may have been like oh she's she's an adult she's older she shouldn't care um i don't care how much time passes i don't care how much i age i'm always down here some good goss okay and i'm I, that's why i fully relate to roberta i support her as a character and when
1: you work at the university that you work Obviously, it's part of your like curriculum. It's part of your, yeah. you know, you gotta have gossip Basically. on your resume.
0: Basically, at this point, when you go into the gala, Roberta's gonna be there. She's, mm-mm. oh, the school's problematic. But... <laughs> so later, Poopy will invite B to a Zeta hangout spot. We learned that Poppy actually has a new boyfriend, and also that Chloe's on the outs because she ends up taking Poopy's number two sp- spot. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so poopy is now number two okay Mm
0: -hmm. where she should be where she should be so as a result poopy offers a temporary truce until she figures out how to get the spot back so the next day the two of them will arrive at the shelter we get to see a different side to poopy where she actually seems quite friendly while she pets Mm -hmm. animals you went "Mm -mm," immediately
1: no i I was like "Mm mm-hmm, like you know that that was a little surprising yeah a little bit for the character change you know yeah
0: but honestly doesn't she seem like the kind of i'm i'm remembering this quote from community where it's like i can excuse racism but i draw the line of animal cruelty that's the kind of person that poppy seems to be to me
1: (laughs) yeah 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 and it's very much like even her reason behind it it's like a very blurred line, but you're kind of like, okay, I understand. And like, it was like, oh, my parents didn't let me have like a dog when I was little. So I just bought a whole animal shelter. And it's like, okay, I, all right, okay.
0: Right. you we were like, okay, I guess that's one way to get around not being able to have a pet. Right, right. Um, So yeah, she will get a little emotional speaking about the shelter. Again, like Lucas said, um, she has revealed that her parents did buy her the shelter when she was younger instead of in like you know in lieu of buying her an actual pet so two of them will start filming the commercial which offers many opportunities to show poppy up and it also includes adopting a puppy later for 20 diamonds did you get this puppy
1: i sure did and i named him loki because they were like oh all his other brothers and sisters got adopted and people wanted him so i was like that reminds me of loki he a little left out a little bit so i named him loki i sure as hell adopted that puppy
0: I'm very lazy when it comes to naming the animals in this book. So probably whatever default name. That's gonna <laughs> the dog, I, I'm going to be very honest with you. Like I do not put a lot of effort. If, if it, if it has a default name, that's what it's going with. And so they probably <laughs> named that dog cutie. My dog's name is probably cutie. I can't remember what I named it, but I'm pretty sure it's whatever the default name is. But yeah, I mean it's twenty is twenty diamonds to show Poppy up at her own commercial shoot. Why would How she? could you not? How could you not? And you do it so
1: elegantly in such mm-hmm. a way that it seems like natural. Right. You know, she was Poopy was about to shit herself. Cause that director was like, Yes, B, give it to me. Yes, yes, say this, yes. And I'm like, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. First of all, Poopy came out at first because the script, what did she say? First of all, she only gave us one line. Oh my god, she
0: said, I feel at home here at the animal shelter.
1: Like, no, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) She deserved it.
0: I read that and I went, oh, bitch, it is on. Oh, bitch. What happened to the truce?
1: What happened to the truce? Because the amount of times that she's given us, like this backhanded, like, and we'll discuss it in the next episode, like when we get to it, I'll bring it up. But for this one, you're like, your dialogue line was like, like Farmsville. Like, you couldn't just put B. Like, you know my name. Like, you couldn't just put me in the script yes. as B. You got to say, like, Farmsville. Yeah.
0: yeah. No, Poppy Poopy is a fucking bitch. She's a great villain, but an awful person. She
1: is. She is. And I do like that even, like, kind of during the truce, she really does not let up. Like, she just really just does not like I just like it. I, it it really gives me like frenemies vibes because like yes we have a common goal for this moment but she's she's still putting you in your place at any chance she gets
0: also I think like you need for a villain like if you're going to have a moment where you're going to have the villain and the protagonist kind of like interact more frequently like you especially in this medium where you have to pay diamonds to get these scenes mm-hmm. You know, you every chapter you pretty much like it feels like the majority of the diamond scenes, with the exception of the romantic or the sexual ones, are are driven by this need to beat Poppy. Yeah. And so you absolutely need like a villain who's like easy to hate. Yes. Yeah. Poppy's easy to hate. She really is. She truly is. Before we continue with the rest of the episode, I do want to remind everyone that if you have any questions, theories, or comments that you would like to be included in a future episode, please email us at playchoicespodcast.gmail.com. Make sure to specify whether you want to be shouted out or not, otherwise all emails will be anonymous. Questions can be related to books we've recorded episodes on, books that we haven't discussed yet, or even questions that you'd like to ask us. Alternatively, you can go to our ask box on playchoicespodcast.tumblr.com and submit a question. Just specify that it's for the podcast, and we'll be sure to include it. And back to our episode. Okay, so later B is at the professor's office. B keeps getting distracted, however, thinking about how both mean and nice Poopy can be at the same time. The professor will end up calling B out on being distracted and ask B to talk about their day. So B will confess that she's having a hard time melding the two images of Poopy together, and the professor suggests that it might be because B judged poopy on her upbringing the professor says that oftentimes people with owed money actually learn to be cutthroat to get ahead but it doesn't mean that they always act this way do you have any thoughts about this scene
1: i just felt it was so unnecessary like i understand it i get it like they want to be like oh maybe we should give poopy the benefit of the doubt like you you know you never really know where someone comes from if you you know don't walk in their shoes Right, but given the events that happened literally right after this i'm like i don't give a fuck anymore
0: well i anticipate there's the laws of attraction episode where we talk about Bo and stuff mm-hmm. and like his rich kid problems is probably going to air before this so if you listen to that you're probably gonna understand what i'm talking about but in that episode i kind of say like i don't really give a fuck and like i get that even good situations have their hard times right mm-hmm. like I'm sure that being rich has its pros and cons. You know, I'm not saying that there's no downsides to it. But, like, do I care as someone who's not rich?
1: Right, right.
0: No, I do not. The whole thing of, like, oh, people with old money learn to be cutthroat. It's like, well, if maybe if some of y'all just started being nice people, you wouldn't have to deal with being cutthroat. Exactly. It doesn't necessarily mean, you know, be trusting and manipulate. But, like, you can be – like, I feel like I'm like this. I'm like, I feel like I'm a person who's, like, generally pretty friendly and kind. But that doesn't mean I just let everybody in and have everything of mine. So I'm like, I don't really understand, like, this whole thing. Like, oh, they have to learn to be cutthroat. Yada, yada, yada. I don't give a fuck. I do not give a fuck. Especially when her version of being cutthroat is bullying people. And the people around her who help her, too. Like, Taylor's her assistant. She's not nice to her. How does that help her? How's being cutthroat Taylor help her?
1: exactly, exactly it's a fear tactic, it's not about right Yeah. Respect.
0: no she could have dropped that. act she already has Taylor right where she needs her she could have dropped that act a long time ago but she's still acting like a bitch so I don't have any fucking sympathy I mean I understand the way the, pr- the professor approaches it from like a an- anth- anthropology no, that's a store. that's a clue. <laughs> <laughs> From an anthropology perspective. So I understand why he explains it in the manner which he does. But um, that doesn't mean I have to look at it from that lens. And I surely don't have to treat Poppy any differently just because she cried a little bit at a puppy. Like, bitch, I I cry if I wake up and my bed is like a little bit too cold. We both sensitive. We both sensitive (laughs) What about it? You ain't going easy on me. I ain't going easy on you. So after the conversation, the professor will invite B to leave, and there is a diamond scene to stay and help the professor grade papers. Did you take this?
1: Hell no. I said, oh, you let me go? Thank you.
0: Right. Any normal day, I would be like, yes, I'm going to go get my sleep. But like I said, this professor has me in the palm of their hands, wrapped around their fingers, and I took it. Yes, I did. So when if you do take it, b will um prompt the professor to open up about how their day was but honestly gets shot down like pretty fucking hard i don't know did you did you go watch the scene on youtube
1: no this is the one i didn't watch because the the what, what the setting of it i was like uh oh, it's probably not gonna be i don't know like i didn't think it was gonna be that good the other one you knew it was gonna mm-hmm. be a little bit steamy you know yeah kind of peek through the window kind of you know you could expect what was gonna right. happen this one i was like i have no idea
0: Right. Okay. So um, after the professor declines to kind of open up about their day, the professor will say that they were nominated for an award for their dissertation, which is leaving them feeling pretty nervous. The professor is excited about the award because it would give them more recognition and career opportunities. But the professor is also, you know, thinking pretty heavily about their future because they aren't necessarily passionate about teaching and they don't have tenure at Beauvoir yet. And they want to do more to help their sister and niece. So it seems like potentially, you know, they're looking – outside of the university to try to figure out like what step to take in their career next in order to kind of make their personal goals um, a reality. Um, There are some more opportunities to flirt, but ultimately like nothing really significant happens. So it's more so learning about the professor's like career accomplishments and how that could like lead them into a certain direction. I honestly really like the scene. The little details that you get here and there about the professor really start to like warm you up and you're like, okay, like, Start to learn about what they're passionate about, learn what they're doing just to kind of get by and learn who is important to them. Because That little detail about um, them having a sister and a niece is pretty important. That will continue to be something that's like brought up later on in the book. So the chapter will end with Poppy um, offering to extend the truce, assuming that B will help her bring down Chloe. Because remember, Poopy is number two. Chloe's number one right now. So that will bring us to our final chapter we're going to discuss, which is uh, Chapter 7, titled Dance with the Devil. Chapter summary says, Poopy just offered an olive branch. Better hope it's not sharp enough to stab you in the back. So the chapter will begin with B getting ready for Professor Kingsley's class, and she goes looking for her bra. It's missing, but B assumes that it gets lost in the wash. So that's kind of a random detail they throw in there. Don't really know where that's going to lead yet, but something that they bring up in the plot. In class, B has the opportunity to tease the professor about their sexual chemistry since the lecture is about sexuality. As one of the students raised their hand to answer a question they posed, the professor will accidentally call that student B, letting you know that, you know, clearly we are on the professor's mind. A little detail that I quite enjoyed. So during the class, Zoe will text B to let her know that the professor is on sender, which is like, obvi- uh, like a double <laughs> for Tinder on the choices app. So there was a diamond scene to look at their cinder profile. Did you take this?
1: No. Again, I was like, and this is again, I'm like, mm-hmm. Zoe, baby, you know I'm with you. Why you, why? Like, I understand. Right. I understand his choices right in you like this, but come mm-hmm. on, baby. You know where my loyalty is.
0: Right. you like, Zoe, a little bit more self-confidence, please, because you know I'm in love with you. <laughs> I know, right, right.
1: Like I'm like, come on. Like, you're the daughter of, like, a pop singer. Like... It's- this professor ain't got nothing on you, baby.
0: Right. So, obviously, like I said, I'm an Ian Whore, so I took the seed. So, we do learn a few things. The professor considers himself a craft cocktail connoisseur, enjoys crossword puzzles, and is afraid of geese. Then, there, you know, I would say that this app that they created is a lot more like a hinge than a Tinder personally, because um, there's like different prompts that you get to answer. So there's this prompt that is titled, The Sexiest Thing About Me. Um, I'm a very hands-on instructor, if you know what I mean, and I'm not afraid to discipline you if you get out of line. Then there's another prompt that says, are you a top or a bottom? And the professor wrote, well, variety is the spice of life. We
1: called it here first, folks. We called it
0: did I tell you there were a verse? We called it. <laughs> I guess this, let me preface this. When B is looking at the profile, she has to make her own profile. She doesn't currently have a profile in the app. So when she does, you can either pick a fake profile or a real, or you know, you can make one with just your face. I personally picked to make a fake one because I didn't want the professor to know we were snooping on them. But B will match with the professor and the professor will in class, let me preface this is during class. The professor is on his phone, swipes on the fake profile, messages, and says, I know it's you. And then there's this whole dialogue where like B looks up and like the professor is like smiling at their phone.
1: That's kind of hot a little
0: bit. Isn't that hot?
1: That's really hot. That's really hot.
0: I'm telling you the sexual tension that, and you know, normally I'm the first person to be like, don't fuck this person. Don't fuck this person. It's unhealthy. My, I would be spread eagle on this man's desk. When I tell
1: you, if I would have taken this scene, this scene would have been the scene to convert me. (laughs) So I'm so glad that I I stayed true (laughs) to my baby Zoe. But if I, for some reason, take another scene and it it it, it it's the hotness like it is in this one, I'm oof, I'm telling both. you, I might have to right
0: now, Lucas. I'm telling you right now that if the scenes only get hotter, so if you take a diamond scene with the professor, it's not gonna end well for you and Zoe. I'm just letting you know. Oh, because they only get better. Oh. <sighs> And, yeah, so they continue to flirt through the app. That flirting is also very, very hot. I would encourage you, because I know you said you didn't watch the YouTube playthrough, go on YouTube and watch the playthrough of the because It is hot. It's hot. It's so good. So after class the professor will tell B that they won the award that they had mentioned in the previous chapter but unfortunately none of his friends or family can attend um, the ceremony and then interrupting their conversation Poppy will send a text telling B to meet her at a club that night so at the club uh, Poopy will reveal that her boyfriend has been flirting with Chloe via DMs to later prank her. Poopy plans on embarrassing Chloe publicly at the club and will do so by feeding her boyfriend Bradley the lines when he goes on stage to make a speech about a girl that he loves um once chloe goes on stage to meet bradley is when they plan on humiliating her it's pretty easy to pull off like b just kind of feeds bradley random lines and poppy is actually like genuinely happy for once when the prank succeeds like starts to grab b and tells her like hey let's dance together they're like actually kind of being like fairly it's weird because it's friendly but it's with tension like yes yes
1: yes like they're still like it's just very, like, backhanded, like, it's very weird. Like, Poppy would be like, oh, my God, like, I'm having such a good time with you Link licking manure shit face. And, like, <laughs> he would be like, wow, I'm surprised, you know, you could let loose and not, like, shit yourself. Like, it's just, like, that right. type of, like, it's just very, I liked it, though. I, I-, I-, I thought it was true to their character.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's always this really great tension between the two of them, even when they're trying to be friendly with each other and it's it's again phenomenal writing, phenomenal conflict and tension that they've created between these two characters. i fucking I worship the ground that this book walks on like it's so it's so incredible. so Poppy will invite B to go back to her place. Did you take this offer? I did mm-hmm. I did. So, Poppy and B will go back to Poppy's bedroom where she mm-hmm. starts putting some like K Beauty skincare on, on B's face. They're having like a quote unquote girls' night. Poppy will reveal some dirt that the sorority girls are actually swapping boyfriends, which is leading to them getting a bunch of STDs. And Poppy will actually start to flirt with B, which will give you an option to hook up with her. So, did you take this option? I did. I did. I did. I, did. I, did. I, did. I just,
1: curiosity had me, yo.
0: It yes. Had me. Yes.
1: Because the opening scene was you looking at her phone while she typed in her password. And B was like, Oh, if I go back with her, I might have a chance to look at her phone. But then when that happened, I was like, All these opportunities keep knocking, I'm gonna answer every door.
0: Like Absolutely. Just- <laughs> and you know what? If she's shit in bed, I will roast her in the quad with everyone who's okay. let them know she's shit in bed. Okay. And if not, if you gonna terrorize me, at least give me a nut. At the very Wait, least. I'm going to
1: so use that to my advantage, too. hmm Like, oh, you ugly. Really? That's not what you said the other night in the bedroom.
0: Mm-hmm. See, I wasn't ugly enough for you to not sit on my face last night. Okay. Okay. And plus, like, imagine y'all get into an argument, and, like, she's starting to get heated, and you're like, do you really want to do this, or do you want to go to your bedroom? Like, last
1: That's night. funny. That's funny. But what I love is, like, even in this scene, Poopy was still Poopy. Cause she was like, "Wow, who knew you had such a good body under all those ugly clothes?" I said, "Damn!" I said, "Can we get in bed?"
0: <laughs> yes, I'm like, "Bitch, start eating me out." I'm tired of you talking. <laughs> you gotta do something else with that mouth. <laughs> you being too loud. You being too. Loud. <laughs> oh my god! So yeah, we definitely both looked up with her. It was a, it was a good scene. It was. It was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And after the scene, Bee will look at Poppy's text messages and take screenshots of her talking shit about all of her friends. When B gets home, Poppy will text her, let her know that the truce is over. And she reveals that she actually sent a video of Bee hog calling on her farm. To- <laughs> and this is the shit I'm talking about, right? <laughs> this is what I'm talking
1: about. This is what I'm talking about. I'm like, damn. Like, we can't get nowhere with her. That is our enemy. And that's what I love. Because, like, in the same breath, that I was like, Poppy, I'm just going to do a little kissy-kissy so I can get what I want. She did the same thing. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. Poppy couldn't even rest in the afterglow of the orgasm that we gave her. She said, thank you so much. Emailed the tea and said, here's a video that I found of her hawk calling.
1: Literally came out the bathroom and said, what are you doing here? like why are you yeah. still here I said, damn. like, what are
0: you doing here because I literally just said I'm literally about to go send this like I actually need you to get away from my phone so I can send this video to right them. right this bitch is exhausting but I do kind of live I it, she's exhausting but I do also live for the conflict between the two but I will fuck anyone and everyone I can in this book because all of them are attractive is Poppy a fucking bitch is she a horrible person yes but she's hot
1: yeah she is she, she is.
0: is hot let's not pretend when she doesn't close off that y'all weren't staring at her so if I get the opportunity and the consent, I'm going to take it.
1: And you know, just because of who she is as a person, like her insides might be a little, you know, gastry, you know, whatever, you know, she might be right. shitting herself. But you know, she take care of herself. So, you know, everything top notch A1.
0: Right. So. Exactly. Exactly. Because she's all about her appearance. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you know, she's going to be fine underneath. Mm-hmm. So. All right before we move on to the rest of the chapter let me interrupt to plug our socials we are at playchoices podcast on instagram and at playchoices pod on twitter you can also go to playchoicespodcast.tumblr.com for a tumblr page which is where i post any episode notes that i have like links to posts that i've mentioned photos i've mentioned or more we're also available for listening on all major platforms so if you're listening on apple podcasts please rate review and subscribe It's a funky thing with the algorithm that helps us a lot. I wish I could explain it more in depth, but I just know that it helps us. So we do appreciate any reviews that you leave us. And as always, we are a growing podcast. So if you see us pop up on your socials, we do appreciate a share, a retweet, or a reblog, depending on the platform you see us on. We also appreciate it when you share our podcast with your fellow Choices loving friends. And now back to the episode. That's pretty much all I have from like a plot discussion perspective. I did have a couple questions for you. Are you more good girl or bad girl options?
1: Okay. So I, before I was deaf, good girl. Mm-hmm. And like the dialogue as well could like, you know, attest to that. Cause even with the scene with like the professor, um, it was more so like, oh, I'm doing this for the benefit of everyone at school. Like, you know, I just think that Poppy has been, Excuse me, Poopy. Poopy had been treating everyone like shit. Mm-hmm. But this very <laughs> last this very last chapter, I was very bad girl because A, I, I wanted to get Poopy on my side if that was possible. And B, the way Lassie was like throwing insults left and right, I'm like, girl, you're about to embarrass yourself and I'm about to exactly. help. Exactly. <laughs>
0: exactly.
1: I was very bad girl this last chapter, I was.
0: I've been trying to pick a bad girl too because mm-hmm. the last time that I played I played good girl and I was like mm, it's kind of boring. Like I said in the first episode on Queen B, like I don't really see the point in like playing a good girl because it's like I think that the entity of the T itself is very toxic. Yeah. And if you're trying to play a good girl, but you're still playing within the power systems that exist, which are toxic at the school, then I think it's quite pointless. Right. So I just went ahead and just was like, "Fuck it! If I'm gonna be a bad girl, let's be a fucking bad girl. If I'm gonna throw away Poppy's medication, let's be a fucking bad girl."
1: It just really made me think of that Vine back in the day where it's like, "Live fast, die young. Bad girls do it let's well." Do it well.
0: Like- <laughs> Basically, that's basically the theme for um this whole book.
1: Absolutely.
0: So Clarity know that you've taken the opportunity to flirt with Poppy. So my question to you is is this something you're gonna continue to do? Was the scene intriguing enough to kind of if if this comes up again, would you do it again? Oh,
1: I think I will. I think mm-hmm. I will.
0: And then with the professor, do you think you would eventually ever take a scene with them?
1: Oh, See, I feel like the 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 way that I am playing is like, you know, strictly monogamous for Zoe. I just want to be with her. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, why not dip my toe in the pool? And Zoe don't care. Zoe don't give a shit. So, like, <laughs> and literally it was so crazy. Because, like, when I went back with Poppy, I was like, oh, technically I'm cheating on Zoe. But, like, the outcome of it, it was a good scene. It was mm-hmm. a really good diamond scene.
0: That's what I'm saying. Like the sex scenes are so good that, like, even though my ally of choice is a professor, I do fuck everybody in this book.
1: I feel like I might have to. I don't know, guys. Next time you hear a queen bee uh, podcast, you know you. I might have joined the dark side. Get a little. We're always first of all the
0: dark side, bitch. Damn. (laughs) Damn. (laughs) Shit. I mean, we're always going to be team Zoe. We're always here to represent and respect right, Zoe. But I'm just right. saying, from an ally perspective, it's very difficult to romance her it because is. she is always pushing you onto the professor 100%.
1: And are we a bad friend for not taking her advice? You know, I don't want to be a bad friend to Zoe. I think I should do what she says
0: true the way the tables have turned over the course of this episode the way the tables have turned all it took was two diamond all it took was two diamond scenes all it took and lucas is right over here on my side (laughs) (laughs) that is all it took lucas about to ruin this man's whole career just to get some dick (laughs) oh god he said, I will risk my academic future and your academic career in order to see that penis again. Well, actually, you didn't even fucking matter. I, I didn't even see it. Said. That's what I'm saying. Damn, and it's so
1: crazy because I remember when we first discussed Queen B, you were like, I'm really shocked that you're not taking these diamond scenes with Ian. Because, mm-hmm. of course, mm-hmm. I have a male professor ally. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah. And I'm just, like, stuck with that bravado. But the last two scenes you've described, ugh. Oh, they're hot. They're hot. They are very hot
0: very hot oh and my the God, only diamond scene
1: hot. that I took with him was to like outperform that one teacher bitch
0: oh Lexi when you yes yes because I was when like was oh. I was like you ain't
1: got nothing on me ma'am mm,
0: and I was the one where ooh, you had the option for him to lick your finger yep
1: mm-hmm. and that was hot
0: <sighs> not us just being horny the whole episode I know <laughs> I know <laughs> This would usually be the point where I ask you about rapid fire impressions, but I feel like we both know where we're sitting on all these characters. Oh,
1: absolutely! I, I mean, like absolutely.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, like well, we like low key love all of them, but mm-hmm. Lassie, and that's it.
0: Pretty much, I like Thank to shit know. on Chloe, but that's pretty much it.
1: <laughs> Poppy likes to shit on Chloe too.
0: Poppy likes to shit in general. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> all the, the detox teas she be drinking. <laughs> Oh and that's God. the thing. When Taylor explained the medication, Ooh, she said detox teas is like floral. I said, how many is she drinking a day? How many is she drinking in a day? Because
1: according to the whole... instructions, you're
0: only supposed to have like one a day or something, right? For the majority of them. Right. <laughs> Let me just take this moment to do a PSA. That detox teas are literally nothing but laxatives. Yeah. Look at the ingredients. Google them. It will come up that they are natural laxatives that will make you shit your fucking brains out. Yeah, absolutely. There is no such thing as actually needing a detox. Your body has all the organs that it needs to detox itself. You do not need to buy a tea to do it. You're just buying liquid and powder that's going to make you shit. Mm -hmm. So please do not go out there and fall for these detox scams that try to convince you you're going to – I mean you will lose weight, but it's not going to be in a sustainable fashion. The moment you stop drinking that shit, it's going to go right back up.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I
0: just want to do that quick PSA. Don't get scammed. Be smart. There's other healthier, more sustainable ways to lose weight and be healthy than taking a detox tea. All right. Well, I think that's pretty much the end of the episode. Is there anything else you want to say? No. Okay. Well, thank you, everybody, so much for listening. This is the opportunity where I have to do a shameless self-plug, of course. Um, I stream on Twitch every Tuesday, 7 p.m. EST, 4 p.m. EST. P.S.T. My bad. Right now I'm only streaming um, Romance Club. If you ever have any other sessions on whatever you would like to see me stream, um, I'm open to all of them because I am trying to add extra days to my streaming schedule. Those are all of my thoughts and opinions on these couple of chapters. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Uh, next Saturday we will release new episodes. We look forward to talking with you then. Bye-bye! Bye! Bye.